0: Welcome to this episode of the Business Exchange, How Business Works, and this is brought to you by the American Business Council. Now, for those who are joining us for the first time, the Business Exchange is a bi-weekly program where business executives and industry experts share insights on how business works with a deep dive into the biggest stories in business. And our guests will share their perspectives on the the space or in the space they uh, exist. So um, today, we will be discussing investing in Nigeria's digital sector. So notwithstanding the complexities of doing business in Nigeria, judging obviously from the ease of doing business index, Nigeria continues to attract a lot of digital companies and remains a darling for a good number of high-growth digital companies. Unfortunately, many Nigerians and businesses are still excluded from the digital ecosystem due to limited broadband, access, and insufficiency of the country's digital infrastructure. And this brings to question the possibility of having every African, or in this particular instance, specific to Nigeria, every Nigerian individual business and governments digitally enabled by 2030 under the African Union Digital Economy for Africa initiative. Okay, so this episode, we will learn how one U.S. company in Africa, is bridging the digital infrastructure gap in Nigeria. So I'm going to hold on to this, who this company is or the name of the company, uh, until we get to um, the next stage. So, to join the program, kindly follow us on at ABC Council underscore NG on Instagram and on LinkedIn, American Business Council Nigeria, and use the hashtag, hashtag ABCHowBusinessWorks. So joining the discussion today, I have with me Rita Amuchengwa. She is the country account executive for Intel West Africa. Now, Rita has a very wide and varied experience, 20 years of working in sales, people management, strategy, planning, marketing, branding, channel. I mean, this is really wide. Channel development, channel sales, channel marketing in the IT and (laughs) telecom. industry. It is a space where you have very few women actually um, working. And this is both um, Nigeria-wide and Africa-wide with companies like Motorola, Oracle, HP, Lenovo. Rita, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, Margaret. I'm glad to be here today.
0: today. Oh, great, great, great. I'm glad to to have you. I mean, we've been trying to fix this appointment for, for, for a long time and to have you on the show. So I'm happy that you're here. So now tell us, um, because uh, Rita actually, um, like we rightly noted is account executive for Intel, West Africa. So please tell us uh, what Intel is about and its operation in the African market, especially in Nigeria. Of course, we know Intel. Everybody sees Intel on there, almost on their laptops, right? I, I think I even have one here as I speak. Oh, please go ahead. <laughs> Tell
1: us about Intel. <laughs>
0: so Tell with that, you,
1: you already know who Intel is <laughs> and what is Intel, Intel does.
0: So,
1: <laughs> so, so thank, thank you, Margaret.
0: All right.
1: So um, for those who don't know uh, what Intel do and who we are, well, Intel is about the world's largest semiconductor chip manufacturer. Of course it's an uh, an American company and Intel is ranked number five in the 14500 list of the largest United States corporation. So Intel sits here also in Nigeria, managing the rest of the West African countries. So we build into looking after all the West African countries while our main head office is here in Lagos, Nigeria. So that's who Intel is in a nutshell. As we deep dive, you will get to now know more about Intel and what our plans are.
0: Fantastic. That is really nice and concise, and uh, good to know about your position on the Fortune 500. Mm, I'm really, really, really impressed. I actually didn't check that out. Usually, I do check those things out. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, not not so long ago, um, the Association of uh, Telecoms uh, Companies in Nigeria had come visited the Honorable Minister of Communication and Digital Economy, uh, Doctor Batami. At that meeting, the minister's emphasis the minister emphasized that Nigeria requires over 15 trillion naira to breed the infrastructure. From- for the telecom ICT industry now, from your experience, can you share what this digital infrastructure gap is about, and is it really is funding really the the, the key issue?
1: Okay, so um, from my own understanding and perspective, you know, digital um, infrastructure gap uh, means the technological gap between the developing and developed countries on an international scale. So that, that's actually what the minister was trying to explain. The gap, the technological gap that we have currently here in Nigeria between the developing countries and the developed ones already on an international scale. And honestly, if I look at it from um, the perspective of, of funding and what the funding uh, problem is about, I think uh, ICT sector actually needs a lot of attention financially to aid its growth in its development. Because with a lot of funding, we actually will be able to develop much more than we are today. And our growth will actually be very, 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 very high if we look at what the minister is talking about. So that is why he says there's a funding problem. So the real funding problem here is that financial uh, capability. Which the sector needs to spiral the growth of ICT in Nigeria.
0: Okay, but you know, just kind of uh, running on this question again, I'm thinking, what about issues that have to do with capacity uh, building? Um, you know, having having the skill set, you know, that's that's really very helpful in driving this. Would that not uh, play a critical role as well?
1: It will play a critical role. Why I didn't want to actually dive into that is is part of the plans that Intel has, you know, in in, in Africa here. Because uh, with Intel, our focus is not just manufacturing chips. We are actually looking at the education sector. Our plans for Africa in general is to empower the next generation. So through our education technology. So how do we intend to do this? So I'm, I'm now taking that you know, uh, um, uh, deep dive into our plans for Africa. So we looked at it and said, okay, fine. We are no longer going to look at manufacturing chips. Let's look at empowering children, uh, empowering the new generation so they could have skills for innovation. The days of white collar jobs are gone. When students or children graduate from school, they start looking for jobs. So we are trying to bridge that gap where children will be more educated, more skilled up. So when they come out of school, they are, they are well equipped. So we are looking at various aspects. We are looking at analytical thinking and innovation. We are looking at active learning and learning strategies. We're also looking at creativity, originality, and initiatives. We're looking at technology design and programming, critical thinking and anal- analysis. We're also looking at complex problem solving, you know. We are looking at leadership and social influence, emotional intelligence, artificial intelligence, reasoning, problem solving, and ideation. Sometimes we also look at system uh, analysis and evaluation, and we look at it and say, yes, it's no longer only about human learning. It's also about machine learning. How do you empower these children so they could be able to come out, stand on their own, be well skilled up and stand to do things for themselves. So that's what our plan is. So we are looking at creating the tools, the devices, and the trainings. Okay. Okay.
0: Just, just, just so that I I'm, I kind of I'm not jumping into your mouth, but sometimes I do this. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm wondering are there specific initiatives um, that you can kind of put a handle on that you have done in this in in in, in the continent and specifically in Nigeria.
1: Okay, so recently, um, we are looking at working with World Bank on their initiatives on some schools where children uh, will learn how to manufacture um, uh, machines. So they have an experience uh, on how to manufacture machines. And uh, the kind of um, projects we are looking at is to look at local uh, manufacturers, the likes of Zinox, the likes of Omatech, where they will take up children into the factory, teach them and show them how these uh, computers are being manufactured. And with that, they are able to learn one or two things aside just putting the computer together. They could learn about how the motherboards are being done, how they have been put together, and how the entire laptop or entire system is being built up. So that's the project that we're currently looking at working on. So we could collaborate with uh, some schools to do that.
0: Mm, very, very interesting. Extremely interesting. You know, and something else I wanted to uh, find out, because I know that a lot of uh, tech companies um, are also making footprints in Africa, you know, through these kinds of um, uh, capacity building like Microsoft, mm-hmm. yeah or even investing in an infrastructure such as Google, Facebook, and uh, Microsoft. Uh, you know, is 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 there also any plan to collaborate with, uh, you know, um, some of these, um, uh, you know, organizations? Because sometimes, you know, it's like, I mean, it sounds really very traditional. Somebody has the yam, but does not have the knife. You know, so if you're able to bring the owner of the yam uh, with the person who has a knife, then perhaps you know people that make, and then the one who has the fire and the pot, you know, have a good meal, right? So, I'm yeah. also, are there areas that you know you're looking at, you know, collaboration with you know other um, tech companies in in Africa? I mean, it may not be now, it may not even be happening, but it is something that could be of uh, that Intel will think about in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah, we are looking at that, and we are currently working on it as well. Um, collaboration is a whole lot of things uh, that um, all the um, OEMs in Africa likes to do. So even the likes of Microsoft, we we are collaborating with them in some skill sets. And we are not uh, looking back in doing that because everybody is looking at education, so to speak. Even as I speak with you, Microsoft is also looking at that as well. So we are are planning to collaborate with some of this uh, technology, uh, outfit to ensure that our plans are being laid out and being played out well, so it could benefit everyone. Even as Intel, it benefits us as well. We also are not hesitating, like collaborating with the likes of Af- uh, American business company as well to see what we can do together to ensure that technology system in Africa is something that everybody will dwell in.
0: I mean uh, that that's that's really great because I was I was like. Act- Thinking that, especially there's the space of education, a lot of um, companies or different sectors can play play there, and you know, um, American Business Council will be happy to be the platform to kind of galvanize um, these different uh, bubblings of of, of um, educational capacity projects um, to ensure that we have you know these um you know tangible growth in this sector that's very critical in, in, in unlocking uh, the opportunities we have in the economy. I'll just go yes. straight to one area that you know people I mean we're it's still with us. Uh, sometimes we, it sounds uh, when people talk about it, it seems like oh COVID has gone but I mean COVID is still is still here but I mean maybe not as not as rowdy and not as intense you know as it was you know when we were during the lockdown. Well, but again, COVID has actually made companies re-evaluate uh, their value chains and dependence on Asia, knowing full well what happened. Um, and and in fact, uh, you know, I, I, in the healthcare healthcare sector, there's been issues and conversations around drug um, security and all that, you know, mm-hmm. ag- across the country. Um, you know, when you're talking about AFCFT, one of the things that you know, bubble up in the healthcare area is okay, for instance, how do we begin to have those conversations around um, drug security? How do we begin to, um, you know, maybe even build uh, manufacturing uh, plants to companies where vaccines are produced? So, uh, have you seen any shift towards the African market on data storage? And if yes, please can you just uh, give us
1: some insights that you that you know about? Okay, um, having been in the industry for a very long while, I'm still in the industry and part of what we uh, talk about every day, part about what we sell and what we even actually help us in terms of um, return on investment. Data storage is part of you know our everyday activity. Honestly, in depth analysis and uh, data driven insights on the impact of COVID-19 in Africa. Honestly, um, if I look at the reports, the Africa data center market by investment is expected to grow at a CAGR of about 15% between now and uh, probably 20, 2026. That is what is expected of it in terms of data storage growth. And why do I say that? I say that because there's a lot of things that come to play. The African uh, data ma- uh, center market size, honestly, is about, I think it's valued about uh, two, uh, 2 billion USD as far back as last year. That was even before COVID really uh, you know, showed up its face. But like I said, it's expected to grow extra 5 billion, added to uh, up to 5 billion rather. From the 2 billion it is. So we are looking at extra 3 billion growth between now and that 2026. And the reason for this is just that data storage is something that will continuously happen. If you look at what the federal government had done um, in the past, I think that was last year when they came up for uh, CBN, came up with um, the strict. Uh, guidance and rules that uh, all financial sectors should build a Tier T4 data center. And that spearheaded the growth of, you know, uh, data uh, center storage. Everybody started running Helter Skelter because they wanted to bring up their data center up to standard. And doing that is actually looking at growth. Because every financial sector must adhere to CBN uh, uh, guidelines and rules. So that's why we are looking at that growth. And T4 data center is not just a data center storage, kind of, what has been happening in the past. A TFO data center is an enterprise-class data center tier with redundant and well-powered uh, uh, instance of servers. And not only servers, but storage, network links, and power cooling equipment. And if you look at these things put together, there's no how if every financial sector in Africa will not have a growth if they start doing it, we will not have a mega growth around data storage. So this is the most advanced type of data center that I have seen so far. And thanks to the central bank for that kind of guidelines that they brought out, because they have looked at the technology, they have looked at how Africa is growing and said, oh wow, this is what is really going to make uh, uh, our sector very robust and very, very, very good. So where this redundancy is applied across the entire data center, computing and non-computing infrastructures will be an excellent thing. So my dear sister, I tell you categorically that data storage is something that will grow 15% between now and 2026. So that's a wow for all of
0: us in Africa. Wow. Very, very, very good, very good. And I, I like I like the passion around that, you know, and the and the sense of certainty too. You know, I I like I like this kind of crystal ball that I see. I virtually see. And <laughs> now the new, now the new um is it the oyster that, that that does all the crystal ball um and <laughs> You well, I mean, that, that's, fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's um, fine. One last um, question uh, uh, to ask uh, but, but I mean, one of the things I wanted to share I mean, or wanted you to share is really, um, you know, w- there are very few tech girls. Let me put that that way um, in Nigeria, you know, and, you know, really, how do you encourage a lot more women to get into that space? Um, you know, and, and how do you encourage uh, people to we meant to see this as an opportunity to help you know be part of this movement to um, to grow the the the, the, the digital economy uh, in Nigeria which is really the, um, the, the, the 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 now the main the main the main issue Uh, you know so but but i'm not sure if we start that conversation i'm not sure if we're going to finish uh i'm just going to i'm just going to focus on i'm going to focus on the conversation because i can imagine if if i don't keep to my script uh, somebody's going to tell me ah but that was not part of what we said we were going to do right So, okay, so, uh, you know, I'm going to go to, to, you know, what you really see as a future. You have talked about, you know, growth by digital by 15%, but overall, not, I mean, not talk about, you know, how do you see, really see the future of digital economy, um, uh, digital companies in Nigeria and the digital growth in the country? I know you have mentioned all all that and you shared your perspective. Uh, but, you know, the reality is that, you know, there are a couple of other things that may um, mitigate against growth. Do you, are you optimistic that in spite of that, um, you know, you're going to see um, growth or, um, you know, overall, just give us your last minute perspective.
1: Okay, so um, <laughs> with that, I can tell you, you know, in every business, it has its ups and downs. And um, to be honest, everything is not going to be that uh, easy even though we are looking at growth, but you know that there are certain things that uh, mitigate uh, growth and there are certain things also that drive growth. So it's up to us all to put all hands on deck to ensure that all those uh, uh, issues around uh, the mitigations towards our growth in the digital uh, uh, digital cycle will not come up. Even when it come up, we should be able to be ready for it. So strategy is one part of the things that I will give out for everyone. Let us keep strategizing against all odds because nobody saw COVID coming, for instance. And today, here we are with it, living with it for almost two years plus, and it's still going on. So what did we do when it came? We strategized and looked at other areas where, how, and how we can keep moving with living with COVID. So those are the areas where I will tell everyone that all hands have to be on deck. Let's not stop strategizing. Let's not stop thinking out of the box. Let's keep looking at things that we can do aside what we are doing currently. That's why Intel is not looking at just manufacturing chips. We, we now have gone at looking at leveraging on our World Ahead program, which is uh, you know the education initiative. We are also looking at artificial intelligence, machine learning and all of that. So I employ every digital company, every digital outfit. to begin to look at those various uh, sessions where you can say, fine, it will add value to the business or to the digital world. So those are my uh, last drop lines for every digital company, for everyone who's listening, and for every digital person who wants to go digital. So keep strategizing, keep looking at new things, deviate from what you're doing now and add more to it. Things that will add value to you, not just being at the norm. Look at other areas where you can add value to what you're doing. So that's my candid input for this.
0: Fantastic. And, you know, just to kind of um, wrap, uh some of the thoughts that we that came out of this conversation you know and you know you kept saying things like add value add value and and i i you know we cannot add value like you rightly noted if we don't have uh build capacity if we don't you know support education that can drive uh, the growth of having the right skill sets to 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 um provide um the the the, the uh, people the, pers- the, the, the the people who can um, help grow grow the space? Um, there, there's also the conversation around collaboration. They need to collaborate mm-hmm. among different groups, um, so. and also also really public um, private partnerships. Um, exactly. that work um, seeing how we can we can bridge the infrastructural gap, um, yeah. you know, uh, and, and and all that. Uh, so I I I think that um, uh, overall there is prospect for the growth of this industry despite all the, um, you know, the headwinds that technically most private sector companies are facing um, at, at this point in time, but there is the opportunity for growth. And so just as a parting shot, I would just like the audience to uh, just in case they want to reach out to you or contact you, what are your social media pages? I mean, there are some we don't need to mention, but uh, can you just tell me? <laughs>
1: <this? laughs> okay, All my right. uh, Instagram handle is uh, uh, at Mama So Mama Very funny. Like my, yeah. uh, Ma
0: <laughs> yes, that's my
1: Instagram handle. Then okay. on my yeah on my LinkedIn is my full name Rita Ndidi Amuchiemwah. And uh, sometimes on Facebook, I'm also on Facebook, though not too very active. But now that I know that American Business Council is on Facebook, I'm going to follow them on Facebook. And for my Facebook is also Rita Ndidi Amuchenwa Ni Ebunwoke, because that used to be the name that everyone knew me before I got married. So those are my my (laughs) social media (laughs) handles.
0: If people people knew what that means, eh?
1: (laughs) I, I i wish <laughs> i wish i wish so so margaret you see that uh, uh female uh, uh, empowerment didn't just start now with that no. name you could know why we begin to look at w- women empowerment <laughs> absolutely
0: absolutely we'll keep that suspense because I, I think people will ask us what does it what does that name mean uh if you want to find out they can uh, reach out to us uh, you know, at ABC yeah. underscore, yeah, uh, or, or you know, kind of send us that note on our LinkedIn page. We'll be happy to share what that means. Well, thank you so much, Rita. We've really, I've really enjoyed um, talking with you today as we come to the end of the show. Um, like we rightly said, follow the Business Exchange on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and also on our social media um, at ABC Council underscore NG on Instagram. And on our LinkedIn pages at all, at all, at all. And the hashtag to use is, I'm, I'm changing the hashtag even as we speak to hashtag ABC how business works. So see you uh, next episode, same time on Tuesday, the 27th of July. And thank you all for listening.